Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. We have Frank Pavone with us now. He is the uh, founder of Priests for Life, which do incredibly important work defending uh, unborn or preborn babies. Um, Frank, uh, I met you and knew you as Father Pavone. So I wanted to start with this because now you are Frank. I guess you were always Frank, but we we leave uh, off the Roman collar and and tell everybody what happened. I've I've never honestly I've never even heard of this happening before. Well, uh, Buck, you know, usually it happens when priests do something very very wrong. But uh, yeah, I've served as a Catholic priest for thirty thirty five years, and uh, for thirty of those years, the last thirty years, I've been leading this priest for life ministry full time. Uh, work to, to, to work to end abortion. And, um, in doing that, you know, I mean, we've got to be real about how we end abortion. That includes getting involved in the political realm. And so I've been very outspoken against the Democrat party. Some church leaders are really in tight with the Democrats and they just didn't want a priest saying the kind of things I've been saying over the years. Uh, they've actually been trying to limit my work for the last 20 years. Uh, and they've, it's been one excuse after another. You know, you try to, you try to follow what they're asking you to do. And then they're always changing the goalposts. 
basically then at the, in the end of it, at the end of last year, some of these uh, church leaders that oppose our work convinced Pope Francis to actually dismiss me from the priesthood. And many even cardinals within the church are, are like outraged at this. They're saying, you know, we do this for priests that have committed terrible crimes, not for somebody who, you know, we don't like his message and nothing nothing in the message was contrary to Catholic faith. Well, but, they just don't like the politics. But, but that's what I was going to say. That's what I, I've heard of priests being kicked out for terrible things. You said, I've never heard of a priest who was, it was, was anything, you know, kicked out for effectively politics, like partisan politics. Was anything that you were espousing publicly against church doctrine? No, no, not at all. In fact, I repeatedly have told them over all these years, if I've said a single thing that's contrary to church teaching, let me know and I'll correct it. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believing Catholic. I adhere to everything that the church teaches. And so I want to be corrected if I go wrong, you know, in terms of that. But no, they haven't been able to, you know, they tried one thing after another. They, 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 they really never complained that it was, that it was uh, doctrinally erroneous. Uh, but, if, you know, they used the usual lines of attack. Oh, we got to investigate your finances. Well, whether it was the uh, uh, audits that we get every year from independent auditors or even the Vatican who took a look at our finances, they all said everything was in order. So they, they couldn't find anything uh, along those lines. So then they kept saying, oh, you're not being obedient, uh, you know, to your bishop. And, well, you know, I have been. And uh, the fact of the matter is that, um, uh, you know, for the longest time, the bishop I was under said uh, that I didn't have any assignment. Now, I had my, my full-time role with Priest for Life like I still do. So I had work that I was doing. But he said, oh, you don't have an assignment. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, you didn't obey your bishop. In the meantime, the bishop is, is not telling you anything that you need to do. So the whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, but uh, the good news is uh, I'm able to continue this pro-life work and we're making great progress. I, I want to ask you about the pro-life work and, and the importance of that in, uh, momentarily. I just, again, Frank, I, I just need to understand what is it that you were doing that other or saying, I should say, you didn't do anything. What is it that you were saying that upset other priests so much? Like what, what, what were the issues that were making them angry? Well, one of the things, for example, was uh, uh, President Trump's uh, campaign, uh, both in 2016 and 2020, invited me to be on the advisory board for Catholic issues and then the second advisory board for pro-life issues. And I gladly said yes. Uh, they didn't like that. They didn't like me being publicly identified with the Trump campaign. And what I explained to uh, to them, and you know how these things work, I said, listen, I'm a priest on an advisory campaign. We're doing prayer calls for election volunteers across the country. They get on the phone and they ask me to lead them in the rosary. They, uh, the feast of uh, 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 the uh, Easter comes along and they ask me to, hey, we're going to get the election volunteers on the phone while Easter uh, draws near. Draw, give us some reflections about Easter and that, you know, how that inspires our work to make a better nation. And I would do that. And I said, I'm doing a priestly thing. I'm leading prayer. What in the world is the problem? And the, the problem really, of course, is that they have, again, it, I, I emphasize, this is just a handful. This is a minority of, of church leaders that have had a problem with, uh, with my work. Um, but that was it. They said, Oh, no, no, you can't be associated with the Trump campaign. So, 
you know, I said to the campaign, hey, listen, I, you know, I want to, I'm, I'm going to continue helping the campaign. I also, also want to be a faithful priest. I can't have an official title on this board. And so they were very, very cooperative, of course, very, very gracious and understanding about it. And then the Vatican was very, very happy, you know, that I no longer had an official role with the campaign. But then they were mad at me again a few months later. Why? Because I continued to speak out in favor of President Trump and his policies. So it's like I said to them, why can't you be honest from the beginning? It's not about having an official title or anything about canon law. You don't like the politics. And and um, that's uh, the, the most sense that I can make out of it is that. I'm going to need you to explain something to me. And now since you know, you're know you not in the priesthood anymore, maybe there's more freedom to just speak honestly about this. I, but I really... You know, I was uh, I was Roman, baptized Roman Catholic, went to Jesuit high school, um, you know, grew up going to church every Sunday until college. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the best Catholic uh, as an adult, meaning, you know, I haven't been practicing the faith the way I should. But put that aside for a second. Doesn't matter for my question. Just just, you know, being right, honest with everybody right. out there. Um, how is it that there seems to be an allegiance between the Catholic hierarchy politically and the ideology of the Democrat Party, which is the party of uh, celebrating abortion for all nine months of a pregnancy, uh, the party of you know transgender surgery, not just for adults but for children, um, the party that is even more you know strongly attached to uh, gay marriage and the LGBTQIA plus issues of the day. Um, how is the Catholic Church aligned with all of that? Yeah, well, that is really the big question, because uh, the party the way it is now certainly is not the party that our grandparents knew, and uh, that that maybe some of these bishops knew when they were young, or, and their families said, oh, we're Democrats. Uh, but, but there's also a lot of financial connection. You know, a lot of these Democrat politicians, um, some of it in an effort just to politically align themselves with the Catholic vote, uh, will, will fund major and good projects that the bishops are trying to do in the social services arena. And I think that uh, some of the dynamic here is that uh, these bishops don't want to offend their friends or alienate their benefactors by bringing up, you know, emphasizing too much the abortion issue, because, you know, that, that's the arena, obviously, where I was being critical of, of them, uh, you know, by name and administrations, obviously, like the, the Obama and, and, and now Biden administrations. So uh, I think some of it is that. You know, we don't want to offend our friends. You know, maybe they're not going to help us with these social programs anymore if we if we embarrass them over the abortion issue. And um, you know, aside from that, I mean, I I I don't know. I can't imagine that these 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 bishops are completely ignorant of the way that the party has uh, aligned itself, uh, not just contrary, but in a direct assault on the things we believe in terms of life, religious freedom, uh, human sexuality, the family. I mean, the, the, these teachings are, are completely yeah, antithetical. I mean, all, of the, all of the deeply anti-Christian animus in politics and law in this country comes from the Democrat Party and the left. Yep. And, and, yet, yep. and yet Catholics, uh, by large measure, will still vote Democrat in national elections. Put that aside for a second. The Catholic hierarchy itself seems to be like a bunch of woke Marxists. And I sit around and I'm That's like, right. I'm like, what are you guys doing? 
No, that's exactly right. Uh, and this is one of the things I've been I've been objecting to. And, you know, they'll put out their voter guides and they'll say in those guides, uh, oh, yes, you know, we have to protect the unborn. But then they'll make it look like all the other issues are of equal importance, which, of course, they're not. By no logical standard can 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 they be uh, of, of equal importance. Uh, I mean, economic issues are important, but, you know, you can't boil down, a, a, you know, what should be the minimum wage, for example, or, or what trade agreement should we uh, support. Uh, and put that on the same level of should we be able to kill a baby. Uh, and, and yet their voter guides leave voters with the impression that it's just an arithmetic uh, calculation. Oh, let me see how many issues this, this candidate lines up with about the Catholic faith and how many he or she doesn't. It's not arithmet- arithmetic. It's geometric. In other words, the right to life is the foundation of every issue. Why is an issue an issue at all if it doesn't impact human life? And, uh, uh, you know, we serve the poor. Why? Because they have a right to life. Unemployment is an important issue because because there's a right to life. Uh, Stopping terrorism is important. Economic issues are important. Why? Because they impact human life. So that life is the foundation. You get that wrong and the whole structure will collapse. I want to ask you about the uh, life issue and what your group, Priests for Life, all right, let's just for a moment here, take a breather. The Biden administration is hell-bent on spending money they don't have. You see it in this latest attempt to print money to pay off college loans without congressional approval. What are the unintended consequences of spending like this? The most likely is continued inflation and a dollar that's substantially less in our near future. For some people, it's time to really think about this one, purchasing and owning gold. It's a currency that increases in value over time. And gold is good. It's solid. It's a rare commodity. It has long-term value. When you purchase gold with some of the money you've saved or placed in your retirement savings, you're in a better financial shape over the long run. It's that simple. Diversify today. Call the Oxford Gold Group. That's who I trust with my gold purchases. And I've been building up a gold reserve of my own over the years. I always go with the Oxford Gold Group. It's the only people I've ever bought gold from. It's who I use. It's who I trust. 833-430-BUCK. That's 833-430-BUCK. Or go to OxfordGoldGroup.com slash Buck. That's OxfordGoldGroup.com slash B-U-C-K. Okay, Frank. So, I'm sorry. I got to ask also. The Pope weighs in on climate change sometimes. Like, what is he doing? We, we've got we've got social degradation across the country. We've got the communist left running amok here, to, just with all the degeneracy around sexual issues and life and marriage, destroying marriage, telling women to be radical feminist, blue-haired wackos who are going to be miserable in life, and that, that they should be men. They can become men. And the Pope is talking about climate change. Yeah, if the priorities are all off base. You know, I worked at the Vatican for a while. It was under Pope John Paul II back in the late 90s. And uh, the place is a big bureaucracy. Uh, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. And it's easy to get a lot of bad apples in there. Um, but, but, you know, it's up to the Pope to <laughs> discern, you know, what advice I'm getting is good, what is bad. And apparently uh, this one's got his own ideas uh, uh, this, this, I, I get complaints every single day about you know the things the Pope has said or done or appointments that he's made you know to different Vatican offices from people who are pro-abortion, pro-LGBTQ. I mean, it's just it's a, the good thing is this. Look, we know that the faith, whether we're talking about the Catholic faith or the Christian faith more broadly, is not a matter of secrecy. 
You know, it has been open wide. God has revealed to the whole world what his word says. Everybody's got the, the access to the Bible, you know, the catechism if you're a Catholic. There's no teaching that the Pope or the bishops have that the rest of us don't have. And it's understandable and it's clear. So at certain times in history, if somebody's pastor, if somebody's bishop, or even if a pope starts saying and doing things that contradict what the church has always taught, the, the, the saving factor here is that the faithful are able to discern that difference overall. I mean, under certain individuals will be confused, of course, um, especially if they're not tied into the church, and that's where the, the, the damage gets done. But we sometimes have to pick up the slack. The people in the pews, the laity, the parents teaching their children, uh, folks that are, you know, spreading the word on social media or whichever way they can spread it, we've got to sometimes pick up the flack, the slack and 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 get the true faith out there. And I think we're in um we're in one of those phases of history right now. Do you think the Catholic Church is in trouble in America right now? Very much so. Uh in trouble for being go for going down in history as cowardly. That to me is the is the biggest uh, issue. You know, in the Catholic Church we honor uh in 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 uh we honor uh Saint uh, Maximilian Kolbe and people usually know the story. He was a priest. He was in the death camp. He exchanged his life for uh, uh the, that of another prisoner who was a father uh, of a family. Okay. So, but what people miss about that story is why he was in the death camp in the first place. And that was because as a priest, he was broadcasting and publishing from his monastery against the Nazi party for its anti-life, anti-freedom positions. And now they punish priests who are doing that. Meanwhile, they canonize this guy. And it's like we're forgetting a big part of the story. And it's a lesson to the American church about courage. Are you going to connect the dots for people? And, and say to them, okay, if, if God's word says this, and if this is right, and this is wrong, are we then going to, going to apply it to our politics and speak out the way that we should? It's, uh, it's distressing. Um, that's for yeah. sure. And I think your point you about, know, about cowardice, go, go ahead, Frank. You know, what's especially distressing about it, that we're also living in a time where, as you know, from the civil arena, you know, this was one of the key things President Trump latched onto during his first campaign. Remember when he was wondering, why am I getting such, you know, warm receptions from the pastors and yet they can't endorse me? And, and when he learned about this Johnson Amendment, uh, he said that, that, that prevents the, the pastors from explicitly endorsing, at least through church channels. He said, oh, this has got to go. You, know, you guys have to be able to speak your mind. And shortly after he took office, he issued an executive order, which, by the way, is still in effect. It has not been revoked, which says, hey, we're not going to enforce this Johnson Amendment. Churches should be able to speak the way they want. Uh, and so the, the, the irony is, you know, here we have the civil government taking that obstacle out of the way. And here we are muzzling ourselves because of cowardice. Our priests that, you know, you you spent 30 years as a Catholic priest, right? Are, are the priests yeah. that you come across, by and large, are they unaware that it is the political left in this country that, that honestly seeks to not just undermine and infiltrate the Catholic Church and the faith, but eventually to just stamp it out entirely? I mean, they view it as, as anti-LGBTQ. They view it as hierarchical, as anti-female, as misogynistic. Are they not aware of this? Because I'll tell you, every time, I go to I go to church and, and I'm thinking back the last few years, whenever the homily turns even the least bit political, I'm like, oh, great. I've got another communist in a Roman collar up there every time. 
Yeah. You know, like a Nancy yeah. support, a Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden loving priest up at the. And I'm like, you mean the, you mean the the politicians who are the massive abortionists? Those ones? Like, I I I don't get it, Frank. Explain. Help. No, there's a there's a massive disconnect here. A lot of the clergy really are not aware, or they 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 are not aware of the depth of the problem. Uh, they they don't realize how bad it is. You know, and that's why I mean they need they really need to be listening to you know broadcasters like yourself and so many other commentators who are you know hitting the nail on the head, telling people how bad it is. Uh, they just haven't they haven't heard this. And then some who who are more aware of how bad it is. Here's what'll happen. They'll say, well, you know, but we have to be, and, and they understand, and, and, and rightly so, their role as clergy to be reconcilers, peacemakers, let's try to reach out, let's, Jesus eating, uh, sitting down and eating with the sinners. Yeah, it's like, okay, but they take that too far in the sense that they, 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 they snuff out their own ability to, you know, stand up also like Jesus, the, the prophet, you know, saying, repent of, 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 of your sins. So is they go too far in the, in the conciliatory mode, uh, knowing what the problems are, and yet thinking somehow, I think very naively, that we're in an era now in America where, hey, you know, if we just kind of, you know, reach across the aisle, these are really good people, we all want the same thing, and, 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 and let's see if we can to bring them over to see things our way. That's not where we are right now, as you well know, as much of our audience knows well. These people are not interested, first of all, they're not out for the same thing. They're out to destroy America, destroy the church. They're enemies. They made themselves our enemies. And there's only one way. It's a lot of these clergy, they'll say, oh, well, you know, we need civility in politics. We need to get back to normal. There's too much drama. There's too much vitriol. There's too much division. And my message to them and what they don't realize is this. The only way back to normalcy in America is victory. To defeat these these communists, these Marxists that have taken over the Democrat Party, name the evil and defeat the evil, that's the only way back to normalcy. Uh, because they're not going to let us get back to normal. Uh, as, you're, as you're pointing out, they want to destroy the church. They want to destroy uh, uh, the dignity of life. They want to destroy the family. And they want to destroy America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and you're the one that they have a problem with being a priest. I, I don't know. I, I sit here... Uh, you know, I, I try, I, I talk to family members who are still going to church on Sundays and I'll say things like, yeah, dude, you have to wade through all the, at your Catholic church, you go past all the, the, you know, the, the BLM posters and the pride flags and everything else. I'm like, but they're not political over there. Right. They're not, I mean, it's, it's yeah, just, right. <laughs> it, 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 it really, you start to say like, you know, and they'll, oh, and you know, Donald Trump is so awful. I'm like, you mean the guy who appointed the two Supreme Court justices that finally got Roe v. Wade overturned, that guy? But yeah. I, I want to ask about uh, Priest for Life because I want to give people something yeah. to do here and not just, you know, this has turned into a bit yeah. of a therapy session for me. You can't hear confession anymore, Frank, but, you know, same idea. <laughs> um, but we'll come back into this in just a second and, and answer the question, what can be done about this and what is Priest for Life, uh, what is Priest for Life doing these days? Take your energy and multiply it by two. That's how good and healthy and energy-filled you're likely to feel when you subscribe to Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. This is an all-natural set of supplements designed for everyday consumption and meant to provide you with the stamina, focus, and energy to be your very best. Chalk's been at this for some time, making best-in-class supplements with a focus on allowing you to live your fullest days. Unlike a lot of supplement companies, they don't try to put them into retail stores, but instead build a direct relationship with you as you become a customer of theirs. They want to know about your experience and what else might help you. Start online today at chalk.com. Whether it's their male vitality stack product or their line of products for both men and women, you'll like the way you feel. 
chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, at checkout. Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use my name, Buck, for 35% off. Uh, all right, Frank, tell me, what is Priest for Life up to, and how can people get involved? You know, we uh, played a big role with the Dobbs decision, especially educating people about what it actually means. And now we've got to do the work. So we're helping out in various states where the abortion side of the equation are trying to make more abortion available. They're trying to make uh, fewer restrictions. Most Americans want more protections for the unborn, not less. But these radical abortionists, they want even, even fewer protections for these children. So we're working, for example, right now, in Ohio, there's a big push to amend their constitution to allow unlimited abortion. And so going in there, educating people what this really means, mobilizing the voters, uh, the, some of the basic election-related stuff, get these voters registered, uh, but they get them educated on what this amendment is that's going to be on the November, uh, the November ballot. Uh, and, and, and the same effort, the same battle is taking place in many other states. So Priests for Life connects the people uh, who are interested in this issue, and again, not just priests, not just Catholics, anyone across America that wants to protect these children and stop this this crazy unlimited abortion, um, can can connect with us. We'll keep them informed. We'll we'll mobilize them. We'll give them the information they need. Depending on where they live, we'll inform them about the battles that are taking place in their particular state. And uh, we have a whole team of people who travel and speak and and train these activists, uh, both on the ground and online. Uh, we help the churches, uh, we'll help families, we'll help pro-life groups network with each other. Uh, those are some of the things, Buck, that we're uh, 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 doing at the moment. Where's uh, the website? Where should people go? It's endabortion.us, endabortion.us, uh, and uh, folks will find a lot of different branches of our ministry, uh, what I mentioned, and also uh, a lot of healing after abortion. That's a whole other topic, but they'll find uh, help there for people that are experiencing it's pain. Endabortion.us. Frank Pavone, appreciate you. Appreciate your work. Thanks for being here. God bless you, Buck. Thank you. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tonta Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.